still be coming. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the surprise? I told Carl I had a surprise for him on how I was going to start this podcast. And because uh, we were just talking about the return of the Lord and he's going to return you know, on a mountain. And so that song just came into my head. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, I'm not even sure if it was recording when you started. Oh, singing, really? So you have to sing it again oh. and then we'll just use Uh-oh. the conversation as the intro. Okay. <laughs> but you still have to sing the song so that it makes yeah. sense to the audience. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me know when it's recording. It's recording now. Oh. <clears throat> He'll be coming round the mountain when he comes. He'll be coming round the mountain when he comes. Hey, hey. He'll be coming round the mountain. He'll be coming round the mountain. He'll be coming round the mountain when he comes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, please enjoy that intro um, because we were just <laughs> talking about the return of the Lord. And he's going to return on a mountain. So that song was on my head. I had to share it with you all. Um, but welcome to the Bread and Wine Podcast. I'm Seth. My name is Carl. Carl is here. Praise the Lamb. Um, yeah, Jesus is returning. Isn't that amazing? It's really good news. Every tear will be wiped away. Every tear will be wiped away. There will be no more pain or shame. It will be uh, bliss with the King. Everything that is not right everything that is evil will be made right his throne is built on justice and righteousness what a day what a life we have to look forward to yeah yeah i don't fully understand it yeah what what don't you understand just i think the gravity and like the weight of like that reality that is coming yeah and just like how beautiful and glorious that will be and also just um I don't know, I just constantly am praying for more like expectancy, more joyful expectation to rise up within me to better understand like that reality of, of our faith, of faith. It's it's such a mystery, like what the new kingdom is gonna be like. You know, like I it's hard to imagine like we can speculate what it's gonna be like, but Jesus physically and literally being in Jerusalem on a throne um, with, <laughs> I mean, the most amazing creatures. I mean, I don't even know <laughs> what it's going to be like, and we're just going to be here like with that happening. Like, I, I don't, I, I can't imagine it. <laughs> I can't even imagine it. It's just too great to even comprehend. Um, but until that day and until that time, um, we're here and we welcome you to join us as we prepare ourselves for that day. As we wait. As we wait. Um, that we would be a ready bride. We get to wait together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> together. Waiting on our bridegroom to come and get us. Preparing ourselves for our bridegroom. Um, and so we invite you today to prepare with us. Um, and mm. to get ready for his return. To get ready for his kingship over all the earth. Uh, and to make him lord of your life. Lord of your heart. Um, and really what we're getting to today um, is letting his truth transform every part of our life, every part of our life, that every lie we've been living in or, you know, that attempts to get our attention, that we would break that off and live in the truth of Jesus Christ that he's laid out for us to receive, to have, 
it's a gift. Um, so we're, we're super pumped to talk about how uh, we can step into truth today. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, and really, we are going to be talking about maybe a more taboo subject today. It, it's just wrapped mm. up in this, um, which is the word deliverance. Deliverance. Deliverance, meaning getting freedom from demons. Uh, it's a taboo subject. And why is it taboo, Carl? I, I don't know. I guess, <clears throat> to be honest, like it's just not something that we see, I think, or encounter on a daily basis, typically out in the world. And it's really, um, I think, covered up by the media really well. I think that the enemy has done a great job of kind of like um, hiding himself. Like what I mean specifically is I was talking with somebody recently just about how like, you know, um, how, how we've kind of seen this progression of like demonic agenda and demonic influence like in the media and the culture, you know, like rappers are rapping about, you know, things that are demonic yeah. or talking about selling their souls or, or, or um, you know, basically um, pr- the proclamation of, of unrighteousness and unholiness. It's like glorified, you know, and um, just recently, like at the Grammys, like that whole like the devil worship thing yeah. and. Um, to, to have that, like, just, just, you know, put on front street like that so blatantly, it's just interesting. You know, um, the last thing that the enemy wants us to do is to find freedom from the demonic influences and strongholds in our lives. Um, I was at church yesterday. Uh, one of the things that I heard was that, um, the areas basically where there's the most controversy is the areas that God wants to bring the most breakthrough. And that hmm. really like, really um, I think applies to this um, this conversation because there is a lot of controversy with like deliverance and getting free from um, the the, yeah the devils in our lives that that have come to steal kill and destroy Um, yeah I have a friend that that we're having dinner on Sundays right now and um, one of the things that we've been talking about a little bit is is deliverance and um, you know she she was kind of asking like hey like you know, what are your thoughts on deliverance? You know, I went to a, 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 you know, a service and, and basically, you know, there's like a lot of screaming and a lot of stuff happening in the spiritual world and things like that. And I wasn't really sure how to feel about it. And to be honest, like, I think that just having discussions about it is a great place to start. And ultimately, um, one of the things that I was telling Seth recently is because, because I feel like I'm very new into like the whole deliverance realm. However, I do believe that it is the bread of the children because the Bible says that deliverance is the bread of God's children. And, and when we think of daily bread, we think of something that we're consuming regularly. And so, I don't know, for some reason that there, there's this thing with deliverance for me where it's like, this is something that we get to partake of, you know, every day we're, yeah. we're free, we're free, we're free, we're free every day. We're, we're, we have the ability to become more and more free in the Lord. Um, and so having conversations about it, I think is a great place to start. Um, and I think honestly, to, to just be real, like it can be really abrasive. Like I've mm-hmm. seen some things and I've seen some manifestations of devils. It's not pretty. No. Like it's not pretty to, to hear like what a demon sounds like. It's not pretty to see how a, a, the manifestation of a demon, like, you know, coming to the surface in somebody's body and seeing, you know, um, what that looks like physically, it's not a pretty thing. And I, I think that it's something that um, we can't shy away from because yeah. it's a reality. And, and it's also the bread of the children. Like the Lord has paid for us to be delivered. Amen. Um, 
second Corinthians 10 verse 10, it says he delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us on him. We have set our hope that he will deliver us again and contextually, right? I should probably read more into that. However, I just looked down and it was literally right there in front of my eyes. So I had to read it, but, um, yeah, I think that there's a lot of, uh, I think it's taboo. Like Seth is saying, because, we don't really have a gauge like we we you know hear about demons in the movies we 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 um we see it you know in the media and things like that but not in real life not in face to face like not face to face and 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 there's something a lot different when you get around you know um, deliverance in the context of i'm right in front of you know the situation Mm mm-hmm yeah, for me, I grew up, uh, I just think it'll be helpful maybe for them to hear our um, kind of experiences with this. Uh, but growing up, it was a topic that, you know, you read about in the scriptures, you see Jesus, most of his miracles when he walked into a city or, or whatever, he would, I think mostly it was casting demons out of people. Um, so this was actually one of Jesus's most prominent forms of saying, I love you to people. Uh, and so... I grew up, you know, you'd read the scriptures about it and you'd hear about it and, and maybe you'd hear about maybe something overseas happening where somebody got a demon cast out of them or something, but it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't something that most people had uh, encountered or, and it was almost like this scary thing, like, oh, that's part of the scary movies. Like, and, and another part of it was that I was taught growing up was that a Christian um, filled with the Holy Spirit cannot have a demon. That was something I was right, taught, right. and that's what I believed up until, I don't know, two or three years ago. Right. Um, but I will say, and this probably is going to be controversial and rub a lot of people the wrong way right here, but I'm going to say it. You can have a demon and, and love the Lord. <laughs> Correct. You can have a demon and love the Lord, and I say that because I I have had to deliver myself from them. Same. From lust, from things that happened when I was a kid, uh, from things that I— was patterns of thought and and ways of behavior, pride issues, um, things that you know are there, but you know you don't really think about it. You just think it's a problem with you, and you're like, "Lord, help me." But there's a there's a spot where I came to where I was like, "Wait a second, like the, these are some of the most holy men and women of God I know, and they're getting deliverance from things. They're coughing stuff up. They're throwing stuff up." Um, one of the most, you know, closest to Jesus people that I know. Um, th- this was kind of a really silly deal for me. Um, we were at um, one of my friend's services, and, and she looks at this person, and she tells, she's like, hey, I need to pray for you. You got something on you. And I kid you not, this person that I know and love so well, they start to choke and cough up uh, stuff. And I'm over here like, what is going on? Like, what is happening right now? Yeah. And this person, for, for as long as I've known, they struggle with anxiety and worry and fear and just feeling like, you know, sometimes they aren't good enough and just being anxious about like the most ridiculous things. And once that kind of deliverance happened, a lot of that stuff went away. Hallelujah. And so I had to come to terms with it. And a lot of you out there, you're going to have to come to terms with it today like and over your life and as you pursue this so um, good. because it's it's something that is like Carl said it's the children's bread it is a marvelous thing to get deliverance from things it is the power of god coming and 
absolutely bringing and ushering his kingdom in your midst and tearing down the kingdom of darkness in your life in an instant. Patterns of thought and lies that you've believed coming off of you now. And so we can't think of this as something that's like, I'm ashamed of it. I'm ashamed if I need deliverance from something. I'm ashamed if I need deliverance from lust. I'm ashamed if I need deliverance from pride. I'm ashamed if I need deliverance from X factor, whatever it may be. No, we welcome, we welcome the Lord's saving grace and power to deliver his people and free them from the demonic principalities and authorities that are waging war against our souls. This is what it means to become his bride, is to come out of those things and to say, Jesus, do it for me. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. Get it done. Get it out. I want to be like you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Wow. Mm. What was your experience with this like, Carl, growing up and, and just even in the past few years, like what is what has it been like for you? Yeah, I, I just I think it's so powerful to 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 have this conversation because it, it, it essentially gives us permission to go after this thing, you know, to go after more freedom. Um <laughs> 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 Yeah. So, so basically the last few years for me, I, I would say that I always had that same understanding where it's like, in fact, I remember thinking that as a kid, specifically that thought I'm just remembering right now in this moment, I remember being a little kid because I remember my parents told me that, you know, I was baptized as a, as an infant. And, um, so basically I had the Holy spirit at that point And, um, and, and also how, um, basically where God is, the enemy can't, can't stay. Hallelujah. He can't stay. Hallelujah. And and there's truth in that. Like we just have to allow God into those places. We have to be bold and courageous enough to say, yep. like Seth saying like, Hey, this is an area that like, I don't feel like belongs to me anymore. And I don't actually know how to get rid of this. I need the help of the Lord. Yeah. Like Jesus, I need your help, right? Like how desperate are you willing to be? How desperate are you willing to, to be, to go and get this stuff that we need? Like the deliver, the deliverance is the bread of his children. And just like that lady ran through the crowds and reached out and left to grab the garment of Yeshua. Like we have to do that same thing to get rid of the things that are, are, are plaguing us and hindering us from having more of him. Like that's what it's all about. He's, he's, he's making room within us to house and hold more of his presence. It says that the fullness of God was pleased to dwell in the Lord Jesus Christ, that the fullness of God was pleased to dwell in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when we're getting rid of these things that have hindered us, we're making room for more of him, for the fullness of his presence, for a greater measure of his glory. And when he comes through the, when, whoa, Jesus, when he comes through the clouds and cracks the Eastern sky and comes riding on that horse. Wow. Whew. When that happens, he's coming back for a spotless and pure and holy bride. And, and, and we have to prepare ourselves as his bride for 
his return. We have to stay awake. We have to watch and pray that we not enter into temptation, just yeah. like he told the disciples in the garden. Mm. We have to watch and pray. We have to watch and pray. And part of that is having a conversation with him about these things that we've been afraid to talk about because I don't want to be ashamed that I'm still dealing with this or I'm still dealing with that. None of that is from him. None of that is from him. No, not the shame and the guilt and the condemnation that comes from, oh, no, like I still need deliverance. And that was a huge battle for me when I first started experiencing deliverance. I went down um, to Dallas back in April of last year, and I finally um, received some deliverance. And I wasn't planning on it. Like it wasn't like, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go search out this deliverance. The Lord does it. Like he is our deliverer. Mm -hmm. He is yeah. our deliverer. You don't have yeah. to find some person to be your deliverer. You need to find the Lord. He is your deliverer. Yes. He's accessible. You have access to the Father through the blood of Jesus Christ because the veil has been removed. You can go boldly before the throne of grace and ask boldly for the Lord to give you this gift of deliverance. Amen. It's for you. It's for me. I'm still walking through it. I'm still walking through it. I'm still going through this stuff, man. Daily. But I can honestly say that I'm more free today than I've ever been. Amen. And God has placed people around me like Seth and like other people in my life right now in this chapter that are that are encouraging me in that, not shaming me in that. Like, mm -hmm. hey, that's not something that you need to mess with. That's not something that you need to worry about. We, we should be encouraging each other to chase after the freedom that God has paid for us. Because in Galatians 5, it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Therefore, do not submit yourselves again to a yoke of slavery. So what is the yoke of slavery that the Lord has paid for to take off of your life that you need to give to him? Ask him, ask him, yeah. ask him, contend, contend, contend. We contend for our freedom, God, in mm. Jesus' name. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. And And this deliverance that we're talking about, it, here's where it starts. It starts with a desire for the truth that you you recognize areas in your life. And we, I've done this, and I'm still doing it. This is a daily, weekly, monthly thing. You recognize areas where you are not like Christ. You start to feel pride in your life or competition. And I, I thought about I, I just had a day, and Carl had one of these days too, where I basically took the whole day and went through any and every situation that I could think of where I was not like Christ, and I just repented for it, and I and I looked back at my life and, and tried to notice patterns or thought patterns or behavior patterns where um, I acted a certain way, and, and I realized that, wow, I made a deliverance in that area. One of them for me was, as a child, I had a very, very, just really too much passion to to be perfect. I was a perfectionist, and uh, I remember specifically there was one time in third or fifth, fourth grade, uh, there was an award ceremony for whoever got the best grades, and I was sitting in my chair, and I was absolutely acting a fool. <laughs> Like they would say, and the best math award goes to, and I'm thinking it's going to be my name. It wasn't my name. And the best English award goes to, not my name. And the best, whatever. It was like, and I didn't get anything. And I was literally standing up, throwing my hands up in the air in front of this crowd of hundreds and thousands of people. 
not hundreds. Hundreds of thousands no. of people <laughs> not, were not, grade Hundreds or thousands. I don't know. Not hundreds of thousands. And making a fool of myself because I was prideful and it was competition. It was all these things in my life. And that carried on throughout elementary and high school. And I just looked at that and it carried into my spiritual life where I was like trying to compete with other people spiritually and like measuring myself up to them. Oh, am I as good a prayer as them? Oh, am I as good as a scripture reader as them? Like I'm not. And I had to recognize that like I am, I am not like Christ in this area. I am not free from this. And I had to come to a place where say, Father, I desire your truth. I desire your truth more than the desire to be perfect or to, to get all these rewards or to be the best. I lay down this perfectionism. In fact, and this is one thing that you can do as you're trying to get freedom from these things is that these things, they have names. Like call it what it is. Whatever your, whatever your struggle is, call it that. If you're struggling with perfectionism, say perfectionism, I command you to leave me now. I command you to leave me now or whatever it is. Jesus did this with uh, the demon um, that that possessed the man, uh, the, the garrison demoniac is I think what it's called. Jesus basically approaches this town and there's this guy that's been cutting himself and screaming and Jesus comes up to him and he says, um, the, the demons actually come and fall at his knees, right? They come and fall at his feet on his, on his knees. They're, they're possessing this man. And they say, what do you want of me, Jesus? Son of the Most High God, in God's name, I beg you, do not torture me. This is the authority of Christ. For Jesus was saying to him, you foul spirit, come out of him. And he asked him, what is your name? And he answered, my name is Legion, for we are many. And, and Jesus casts them out of this man, and he's in his right mind again. And so we see this with Jesus. He says, what is your name? And then I'm, not, I'm not saying here, please hear us out. We're not on here calling everything a demon. If you are anxious one day, we're not, we're not, I'm not saying that, oh, you have a demon now. You need to cast it out. We're not trying to do that. We're, we're, we are trying to just open up a new realm of freedom to you to say Amen. there are times in life where we have submitted. And this is, all, this is all it is, right? There has been a submission to a lie. We have submitted to the lie yep. that... And so my submission to the lie was, um, I have to be perfect. I have to, I have to get all these grades perfectly and I have to be the best. Mm -hmm. That was the lie that I mm -hmm. submitted myself to willingly, willingly. I said, father, I, I don't want the perfection that you've given me through Christ. I want to try to achieve the perfection on my own. So I reject your perfection that you're giving me. And I, tr I, I choose now to do it my way. And so I had to come out of that lie. And so there's lies that we just need to identify. It's good. There's lies we need to identify and say, what is the truth? I cast out the lie. I repent for believing that lie. Oh, and yeah. the truth of God is this. Jesus Christ has made me perfect by his blood. Ooh. That is the truth. And so we start believing that we start acting on it and we start living it. Our deliverance is here. We are free. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's so, 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 so powerful because truth is so, 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 so powerful because it's the truth that sets us free is what the Bible says. 
And that same friend I was just telling you guys about last night, she was saying, when we were talking about deliverance last night, we were literally just talking about this, and I was just reminded when Seth was just um, sharing with us just now um, about, you know, how we submit to lies in our past before the Lord. So many times. We've done that so many times. And so basically deliverance is, she said, this is how she put it, she said, deliverance is simply just coming out of agreement with lies. And that slapped me because that's true. And then the fruit of that is freedom from that lie. Yep. Can that manifest? Yep. Sure can, guys. It it happens. Yeah. That's okay. Don't be afraid of that. The mm-hmm. Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is your shelter. The Lord is your fortress. The Lord is your stronghold. Not the stronghold of the enemy anymore. You have a new stronghold, and that stronghold's name is Yeshua. And he is the King of kings, and he is the Lord of lords, and he is the name above every other name, and every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. That means the devils that shudder when they hear his name. Hallelujah. That's the, that's the devils that have to flee when his name is invoked, when the authority of the living God is imposed upon them. When the blood of Messiah is, is, is applied to that area of your life, and it's bound up, it's time to go in Jesus' name. And um, yeah, we're just so grateful that the Lord um, has basically ushered an eviction notice on all of our lives hmm. for every work of darkness. In every space that was dark where there was a lack of life, I just, I'm just thankful that he is ushering an eviction notice over our lives and saying, nope, this is my house, this is my house, this is my house. And I will not share my glory with another because that's what God says over our lives as his children. That's what he says over you today. And that's what he says over me every single day. And I'm really thankful for that reality. Um, and, and the other thing too that I really love that Seth said is that we don't want to be hyper, hyper focused on, on deliverance, deliverance, deliverance. Not everything is going to be deliverance. However, we do want you to ask the Holy Spirit to guide you into all truth and teach you all things because that's his promise to you. And if this is an area that you are seeking after, that you have been searching after, that you have been praying about, all you have to do is ask. Because if you read John 15, it says that whatever you ask in my name, I will give to you. That's what the Lord says. It says that the Father is glorified by this. So when we ask the Lord to give us freedom in these areas that we have been struggling in, he answers that prayer not for not for anything other than to glorify the Father and because he loves us. Because he loves us, he sees us, he's claimed us. Yeah, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Carlos made a good point there that I just want to reemphasize. Uh we do not focus on the powers of darkness. We focus on the King of glory. We focus on the King yes. of glory. He is the one we look at. We, we do not give these things more authority than we ought. Jesus is the ultimate authority, and he has given us his authority. We, we look to him. We do not look around at what is happening uh, with, with whatever darkness is hitting us we don't focus on that we focus on the king of glory um so there's i say that because i've seen a lot of people go down this rabbit hole of deliverance and the specific subject uh and it really messes them up because they think that 
what really everything's a demon and everything is spiritual and you know the blade of grass moved to the left it must not be the like we don't have to do that okay and this is this is simply saying in a simplest form again where are the areas that i am lacking to be like christ let me stare at him and earnestly gain the desire to be like him in that area and ask him for freedom and the, sometimes it could it could take a minute to get full deliverance the israelites wandered in the desert for 40 years okay it's not always instantaneous god delivered them over 40 years it could have been quicker if their hearts were right but their hearts weren't right um and so i just say that to say be patient let the lord work it out for you but also take your authority over these works and acts and beings and entities of darkness um and also i i want to mention sometimes it's not through anything that you did i've seen people they they were and demons do not care about being fair they do not care about being fair Okay, I've cast the demons out of people that they just inherited because it passed down from their father's sins or their mother's sins or whatever it was. And this person that they didn't do anything to get a band to feel abandonment. They didn't do anything to feel isolated. Their father just totally just abandoned them as a baby. And so their whole life, they carried this heaviness of being and feeling abandoned. But hey, guess what? The Lord doesn't want you to feel abandoned. He doesn't want you to feel isolated. He doesn't want you to feel lonely and like no one wants you. He doesn't want you to feel rejected, spirit of rejection. And so we call those things out. Spirit of rejection, be gone. I receive my place as a son and daughter in the kingdom. I cast out rejection. I cast out fear. I cast out abandonment. I cast out all these things that we feel that plague us every day, the anxieties that we feel all the time. If you're always anxious and worried about every little thing, oh my goodness, did I fill up the air in my tires too too much? Did I not like rest? Like, no. Like, let's trust in the Lord. I replace my anxiety with trust and begin to act on it. Spiritual things require physical things as well. If things are happening in the spirit, we need to walk them out in the physical. We're casting out worry and saying, I'm not going to do that anymore. Next time worry creeps up, don't submit to it. No more. I trust in the Lord right now. Even if it hurts, even if it's hard, even if it's painful, even if it feels like part of your body is being ripped off, rip it off. Rip off the Band-Aid. We've got to do it. We've got to overcome these things because the Lord is worthy of it and because our bodies are, are temples of his presence. <laughs> and like Carl said, what do you say? You you said, yeah, you said um, his presence occupying every area of our life. That there's, there's no area or part of ourselves that's not occupied with his presence. Amen to that. Amen to Amen that. Amen to that. Mm. What else? <laughs> <laughs> this was a fiery one. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Yeah, this is a fiery yeah. one. I'm kind of just basking in Jesus. Yeah, man. Um, 
Yeah, and I just want to speak to the fear that tries to come in the middle of conversations like this and say that um, fear has no place in your life, um, specifically fear of like, there's something wrong with me. Is there something wrong with me? Like, oh, have I done something wrong? That's like good, Seth's yeah. talking about. Um, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing to be afraid of. You don't have to be afraid as a child of God. Like no. your father sees you. Your father knows you. Your father is holding you right now. Um, <laughs> there's this this buddy of mine down in Texas. And um, <laughs> basically my buddy um, down there, uh, Brandon, basically, he, he, he carries a, a, an anointing for deliverance. And I've never seen somebody so zealous to go after deliverance. Like... Um, after I met this dude, like anytime I'd get around him, I'd be like, Oh crap. Like this dude's <laughs> going to try to try to deliver me from something. I really just want to like worship the Lord right now. Yeah. So like you have the ability to remain in a state of grace. Like what, what I'm talking about specifically is That's don't really feel like call. because really you good. need deliverance, you can't be with the Lord. Amen. Don't feel like because yeah. you need deliverance, you can't stare at and seek the face of God because Literally, it was like, Brand's like, hey, dude, like, let's pray. I'm like, oh, shoot, man. Like, can we just worship the Lord for a little bit longer before? Like, by all means, I want I want freedom. I want more deliverance. However, like, there is a time and a place for all things. Yeah. And so I say that to, to say, don't, don't feel like that because you need deliverance, like, now all of a sudden you're, like, somehow separated from God. What's that scripture that that nothing can separate us from the love of God, mm. which is in Christ Jesus? Yeah. Not principalities, not demons, not not anything else in all nothing. creation can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. And that's really important. I want yeah. you to hear me on that. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And specifically in this situation, I want you to hear that because one of the things that came after me very hard when I realized that there were still things I needed deliverance from was this thought of like, oh no, there's something wrong with me. What am I going to do now? I need deliverance. Like, am I, am I controlled by the enemy? Am I under his control? Like, do I belong? Like all kinds of crazy stuff came after me yeah. when I realized that I needed deliverance and the truth of it is that we have access to God by the blood of the lamb and the veil has been torn. We have access to the throne room of God as Amen. sons and daughters and nothing is hindering you from that. So I just rebuke the fear that would try to steal, kill or destroy your freedom or your trust in the Lord in Jesus name. Yeah. Amen. And uh, we see this in the scriptures, like with the disciples, like they had, they had to get delivered from ways and patterns of thought. Like Peter, for example, okay? Peter was brash. Um, he cut off the ear off of someone. He got angry easily. Uh, and we see in the New Testament, right, the Holy Spirit changes his whole life. Like he, he gets delivered from that. Whew. He gets delivered from that. Paul, anger, just Jesus. rage, like jealousy, religion, Whoa. Paul gets delivered from that. Okay, these are things that were these aren't new things, these aren't new ideas. Okay, this is this is what Jesus does. Wow, wow, um, wow. John 8, he says, uh, if you live in accordance to with what I teach, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth. The truth will set you free. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is telling his disciples this. Like, so he's saying they're not they're not free yet. But if you live in accordance to how I teach you, this truth will set you wow. free. 
What truth are you not living in right now? What truth is Jesus telling you you need to start living in right now? Start stepping into it. I got deliverance from OCD as a child, and there wasn't some spiritual manifestation of glory, power, whatever. It was me willingly saying no. Like I, I used to, okay, and, and a lot of people on here, you say OCD, oh my gosh, I like to clean the house. But no, this was legit. Like I had to get up in the middle of the night, and I'd go touch the doorknob 35 times, or I thought my mom would die. Um, or I, I'd have to clench my teeth together 20 times or you know, something was going to happen. That was bad. Like these, these were like thoughts, intrusive thoughts that would enter my mind. If you have intrusive thoughts telling you things, you need to cast that out. You need to get rid of that. That's not you. Intrusive thoughts are not you. Okay. That's something else. And you need to take authority over it in, in the name of Jesus. But with the OCD thing, I think there was a time in my life where I would hear that intrusive thought, you've got to get up and do this and or else your mom's going to die. And I came to a place where I said, no, she's not going to die. My Lord will protect her and he has her. And maybe some of you need to do that too. Wow. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort in salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. That's Second Corinthians chapter 1 verses 3 through 7 and I just wanted to bless you guys with that reality and honor what the Lord's doing here today which is comforting us in our afflictions and giving us comfort in the midst of so many sufferings and trials and um, areas that we've walked through that have caused us pain hurt trauma lack of hope lack of trust lack of faith anxieties depressions all kinds of things from the enemy. And it is our joy to share with you that the God of all comfort comforts us in our afflictions, that we might comfort you with the same comfort with which he has comforted us. And so we just bless you. We just bless you guys today with the comfort of the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is himself the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Hallelujah. Courageous, dude.
thank you, bro, for sharing your heart. I do.